So, this is how I, because I don't know how to loop it in later. Oh, that's great. So, so much I, easier, too. I just play it as we talk. Guys, it's Theo Vaughn. What's up, guys? Now. Beautiful. Tuesday, what is it? Is it a Tuesday? Dude, this is how I, this is my, this Ooh. song, every time I play it, dude, the same reaction from everybody. How can you not have that reaction, right? This is like. This is urban right here. Oh, this is everything. Shaka Khan. Mm. They don't have a, people don't sing like this anymore, Theo Vaughn. I feel like once, like, we, once white people get forgiven for slavery, this will be the song they play. <laughs> you know what, by the way? You know? I listened to Uptown Funk the other day. I blame Uptown Funk for making every white person think they can dance. Yeah. Like, as soon as that song comes on, every white person's like, oh, I got a little something for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I got a little something. But, you know, my... Uh, my yeah, Uptown Funk is really, it's a gateway drug to somebody hurting their, spraining their back. Yeah, to a, to a white person out on the floor like, let's get it. Yeah. You know what? You know what? One song always tricks me into thinking that I can dance is Erotic City by Prince. That comes on. I'm like, oh, I think I can fucking get it. Yeah. But my brother's wife, I'm the only person in my family, you know, my other two brothers are married. They're both married black women. Right. So I'm the only one who married oh, a white wow. woman. So you went white, huh? I'm the only one left in the will. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <No>. Definitely, dude. <laughs> But they're but they're but they're 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 the only ones uh, whose children are gonna hear good recipes and, and professional athletes. Yeah, so it's, uh, <laughs> dude. But well, my brother's wife, when he was out there, he, she was like, "I'd like to start dancing." Mm -hmm. And her advice to him was, "Keep it tight, keep the elbows in, mm -hmm. shoulders down, mm -hmm. just keep it tight." So that way, you always kind of look like you know what you're doing, like a bad boxer. Yeah, kinda? yeah. Keep it tight. Every now and then, if you want to bring the hands up a little bit, you can, but not too much. Right. She, they, she said, "Keep it all in here, and you never look too bad." Mm. That's kind of what I've stuck by. Really? Yeah, right in here, man. It keeps it because. This doesn't look terrible, no. no matter what's playing right now. Yeah, beach music, yeah. 50 Cent. Mm -hmm. Whatever you got. I'm still kind of in the groove a little bit. Yeah, you're still up at the wedding. You're still having fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, people are like, dude, that Josh Wolf loves to go out and dance. Yeah, yeah. keeping it tight. Yeah, ooh, look at him. Keeping Some it. older ladies are like, look at him. Yeah, and he's. And by the way, she also said, don't go too fast, because yeah. you can tell when you're moving fast if you're offbeat, but if you're moving slowly. It's like you're just kind of living it within yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you're feeling it. Mm. Now. I like that, man. Well, do you have a dancing style? No, I think I get... I used to like to dance, and then I hurt my back, and then I didn't like it after that. But I used to really like to dance when I was young. I used to go... They used to have this place in Baton Rouge called Tabby's Blues Box, and they had a big brother up there named Tabby, named after a cat, I'm guessing. <laughs> and he... um. He was as fat as you could get, you know? I mean, you could... If you put any more fat in him, he his back would split open. <laughs> and he used to play the blues, and we would go over there and dance down there in Baton Rouge um, downtown. Wait, you know, Jacob went to LSU, LSU for a little bit. Yeah, we talked about this, I remember. Now, is Tebby's near... That what's that one place that everybody told me to go eat in downtown Baton Rouge? Oh, Chimes or whatever? yeah, Chimes. Is it yeah. down near there? No, it's more in the downtown downtown. That's kind of like the campus downtown yeah. where Chimes is. This is more downtown downtown by the river. Uh, but then he died and it went out of business. But so when you danced, all right. When I get out there, I get on some slick shoes, throw on some cousin Eddie's. Like uh, what were you dancing to? Like like what? Because for me, it's got to be like a, a erotic city or an uptown funk to make it feel like oh I can get this. Yeah. Like what do you? What were you? Oh, I would dance to some Nelly back in the day, oh, dude. Shit. I used to have some legs on I me. Mean, I was all legs. I was afraid to move my arms. So I almost. Oh, you were all lower body dancer. All legs, yeah. <laughs> Very alarming to some. 
I, alarming to some, dude. It, it almost looks like a Tai Chi kind of more like an yes, tai because chi. you know when you go low, guys who go lower body also tend to keep their face real still too. Yeah, I did that, and that's creepy as shit. Yeah, because they're concentrating so much. Like there's there's just <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. You got that look on your face that's really kind of nothing's yeah. movie. Yeah. It's like how Kevin Spacey acts. He doesn't move his face. Yeah. He just moves his mouth like this. Oh, well, yeah. yeah, that's what he If you watch Kevin Spacey, you're like, that dude's a great actor. I'm like, how do you how do you, how do you know? His face hasn't moved in yeah. fucking 20 years. But see, you went concentration up top. I bet you you probably clenched hands a little. Ooh. I bet you you were a little tight. I could have and I was on creatine yeah. at the time. <laughs> Dude, do you know So real tight. That's interesting, man, cuz I never realized these oh, you things. Went- now I'm seeing myself dance for the first time when you're explaining it to me, and it's really oh, you were tight. People aggressive. were just like, <laughs> it's more of a mating call. It's more <laughs> Aboriginal. A lot of feet stomping. Yeah, like was there kicking? Just a lot of knees, a lot of hips, uh-huh. dude. A lot of you know, kind of pelvis, kind of like because I got big ass. You know, I've always had a big ass built like a. You know, they say when I was young, they used to think I had Down syndrome for a long time because I had big ass. You know, or they is that a Down syndrome trait? Yeah, it's a trait, popular trait. And um and then or uh that I they used to say I had the body uh body of a black woman you know I got I used to have a big ass too, and that was like uh the black girls in high school were like you got an ass like a yeah and I was like yeah I'll take that yeah it was exciting yeah it was exciting. I, I took that as maybe the biggest compliment I ever got. Blackalades, man. There's something I call them blackalades, and it's something when black people. There's something as black-a-lades? a white person, yeah, yeah, where when you feel that black people appreciate you or enjoy what you do, for some reason we let a lot of our, I for me anyway, I find that I let a lot of my judgment upon what is unique or cool, cool, come from black people. Well, that's because let's not get it twisted. In popular culture, a lot of what drives cool are black black yeah. folks, and what they say style wise, clothing wise, definitely fucking music wise. I wonder why. I mean, just what I just when you just walk black, watch black dudes walk down the street, they just look cooler than us. Slaver. Their voices sound cooler than ours. Way more comfortable in their skin. A hundred percent. Like, do black people even get nervous? Sometimes I ask black people that. Like, I don't know if I've ever seen, like, a nervous black guy. Who's know? the most confident person on the face of the earth? Um, a large black woman. Yeah. A lo- a, I wish I walked around with that kind of confidence. And by the way, I love it. And by the way, if you read my book, you know that I've had sex with some large black women. Wow. Oh, I had sex. I didn't even read it. Dude, one of my... I need, now I need to get in there. I always wanted to have sex with like a... If I'm being the... You want to know the prototype? Was yeah. Nell Carter. Ooh, yeah. Temporarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I always... I was give like... Give me a break, you know. Oh, that's all I give picturing, dude. Really? Yeah, and I always wanted to have sex. There was something about just having sex with a big black woman. That body, huh? I just loved it. And I did. I remember I was um, bartending in New York... And there was a girl, a woman, a black woman down the end of the bar. And she was, uh, she got stood up on a date. Oh. And we were di- talking all night. And she had the best sense of humor, dude. She was so funny. She was killing me all night. But we kept joking around. I would give her some drinks, joking around. And after, you know, the bar, this bar closed at around 3.34. Yeah. And after it was, when it was closing, I said, hey, do you want to go get some food later? After we close. And she goes, yeah, I'll go eat with you. So we go eat. She's got this huge stack of pancakes, dude. Ooh. I'm eating some eggs. Some I'm eating some bacon. Cakes, huh? Oh, dude, we are fucking. She's killing me at the table. Yeah. 
laughing, laughing. And I, all I'm thinking about is laughing. And I take this huge bite of like uh, uh, hash browns or something. She takes it. She's got this huge, almost a full pancake on one fork. Wow. And she's holding it like this. And she goes, so we fucking or what? No. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. And I was like, or what? Yeah. Wow. Hell yeah, we are. Check, so please. And when you see that, that's kind of advertising. Because you see that hot cake and your brain's almost like, it's almost like uh, the bait and switch a little bit. Oh, dude, both were very appealing yeah. to me. I was like, I'd like to eat that pancake Damn. and I would like to have sex with That's you. beautiful, dude. Uh, but that's my, like, for, for sure, 100%. But, yeah. but, but like, you look at uh, a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. Mm-hmm. He influences Jacob. Yeah. But I also saw a young black kid at the gym yesterday who had the blonde on top. Yeah, I see like, a lot of that. It just feels like like black entertainers influenced white youth and the black youth. Right. I don't know that there are a lot of white entertainers that are, that are influencing the black community. Wow, that's a great question. The closest we had was probably Michael Jackson or Prince, you know? Not he, Prince, really. I think he was more black. A little he, touch more black. <laughs> yeah. At least in the clothing. Yeah, and not Sammy Sosa. Have you seen a picture of him lately? That's crazy, right? Oh, my fucking God. Sam and Sosa, that's dude, what they're calling him. Dude, white Sammy Sosa is the creepiest looking dude. Like, And I guess in their culture, from what I read, is that it, that's like a neat thing, you know? What do you mean? Did, but I don't understand. How does that happen? Put on skin bleaching cream. You've been putting it on at night. Is that what he's done? Resting in bleach. Yeah, basically just putting on like a layer of bleach and he's been resting in it. And then, and that's like attractive as you get older in that culture, I guess. What? the the Because that's not like how, I don't know if he has been paying attention, but I'm looking at you. That's not how you look. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it's not like he's going white. He's going. No, he is going white. Right, but white. White, like yeah, like Blanco. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, he, yeah. He's got to uh, work in some rouge or something. Like that is not a good look for anybody. Yeah, he needs it. Is he needs like an exterior designer? He needs. Uh, yeah, it's bizarre to me. What's bizarre about it is just is is it something that he thinks that people want? Yeah, or is it something? Maybe sexual, I thought. Like maybe he thought this like adjusts his sexual orientation, or does he like? You know, is he, is it that big of a thing in their culture to, to look white? Because he was a handsome guy. Yeah. You know? I didn't, I had never read that it was, I had never read that it was part of the culture. Yeah. That's what I read is that sometimes in their culture, they'll put the creams on because they want to, you know, lighten their skin. You know what? I got to tell you, I, as somebody from outside of the culture. Yeah. Not a good look. Yeah. That's a tough it's a tough look to pull off. Well, it's a deceased look. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, there's two times when that's good. When you're dead. Yeah. And on Halloween. Yeah. And uh, that's I, once a year. Yeah. And right. once a lifetime. Yeah, but that's right. We're dead, you nailed it. Yeah. Like, you're not even going to need makeup. Yeah. That's pretty strong. Yeah. But the walking around every day shit. And it's not like he doesn't have a little bit of cash. Yeah. The dude has a ton of dough. Yeah, he could do it every once. I just. Is he married? Is he have a family? I wonder like what his circle is like that. He's clearly, if your face, if you're turning yourself into Sam and Sosa, yeah. you have a circle of people who are like, that looks great, man. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That looks, looks great. Solid. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a good bro, choice. Solid, bro. Y- you going salmon? I yeah, love bro. it. Yeah. That's not a good look, dude. Let's hit the club, dog. You're <laughs> dead, bro. You're almost dead. You know? Dia de los muertos. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Dude. Now people have been asking me uh, about. Our last comic standing uh, showdown. Yeah, and I have something to ask because I heard it on Fighter and the Kid, actually. Yeah, uh, because I had just 
I had never talked about it before. Yeah. Now, for those people who don't know, Theo and I were on. And by the way, let me tell you something, man. And and, and anybody who, who who doesn't know Theo or isn't familiar with his stand-up, how many times unsolicited in the last six months have I told you that you're fucking killing comedy? Probably about five, maybe. And I appreciate it every time, man. It's Guys, one of the things that keeps me going a lot of times. I'm telling you right now, as a storyteller, because those of you who have seen me know that I'll tell a 15, 20-minute story. Yeah, Joey Diaz the other day was saying you were one of the best, uh, one of the best when he came in town, you were one of the best comedians that he'd seen. Yeah, I love telling stories, right? Yeah. But I watch you tell stories, dude, and am fucking in awe. One, you make up words. Yeah. That become an integral part of, you, of your story. Yeah. And people are on board with it 100%. You have a different cadence than I'd ever heard anyone tell a story. And your point of view, dude, that hamster story yeah, is like, and I watched that kind of evolve. You know, do you, do you ever do that? Do you ever get interested in watching people, other people's jokes evolve? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fahim Anwar, I watch a lot. I, I love watching how people go, because guys, a joke, you know, I think John Rivers said it, jokes never finished. Yeah. And so there's sometimes, yeah. right? Never finished. That's why when people say to me, oh, I heard that joke, I'm like, but you didn't. You heard it a year ago when I was just starting it. Yeah. And now it's so much better. Yeah, now it's like a little universe sometimes. But they don't give you, a lot of times they don't give you that. No, they go, but, but I heard it before. I'm like, but just listen to it one more time because yeah. it, it was two minutes before. It's eight minutes now. Yeah. Do you work everything out on stage? Yeah, I mean, I'll record it and then throw it back up. You know, I'll record it, go back and listen. Um, because I most I learn mostly on stage. That's Me what too. I find, and unfortunately, it's a slow way to learn. I find I think sometimes it's a great way to learn, but it's also slow because you have to get out there on the road. You got to be out there, you know, with these long sets where you can have a lot of room to kind of, you know, let your uh, let your insides just kind of spray out, you know. And I feel like um, I feel like that's where I learn the most, though. Um, I will tell you, I, when Beth and I saw you, uh, so I met Theo on Last Comic. And I remember saying, because everybody knew you from something else before. Yeah, it was a Road Rules cast. Right. I started out in reality TV uh, when I was 19. And I, and I know a lot of people, even at Last Comic, were like, what's this dude fucking, what's this fucking? Yeah. But I remember telling Beth and who, anyone who would listen, I was like, if he's this funny now. Because I, I didn't know what your, your work ethic was like. Yeah. Stand-up is so much, people understand, so much of stand-up is your work ethic because... It's repetition and figuring out what you do well. And I'm sure you can tell right now when you're starting to tell a story, you're like, oh, I know I can say this funny. Yeah. Right? 100%. Finally, I know like this is something. I can even just write it. I can even have a thought now and know that's going to be big for me. That's such a huge thing. It's such a huge hurdle where you go, this word will be funny coming out of my mouth. Yeah. Like there are words that you could say that people get a laugh that I could say. That won't get a laugh. Right. But that's what makes you different, too. But I remember watching you and being like, this dude, if he's got a work ethic, he's going to be fucking really funny. Thanks, and you man. are, dude. And nobody works harder than you, man. I look at those lineups. You're on stage like you get six, seven, eight sets downtown every week. Yeah. Yeah, man. I've done a lot of sets, man. When I think about it, it's funny. I was driving down the street the other day and I'm like, man, I've done a set in half the places on the street, whether it used to be a bar, it yeah. used to be a AA meeting, it used to be a, you know, whatever it was, some, uh, you know, a, uh, a break room in the back of a grocery store. It's like people have had the weirdest shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? And so many people just go by the wayside. It's like, it's a, it's a wild business, man. But I do always appreciate, there's a couple of guys, you, uh, Ian Edwards is always really nice. Uh, Kirk Fox will reach out sometimes and say nice things. 
just guys that do because that's for you know guys that are, I mean we're almost in the same class maybe a few years yeah. different yeah. or groups different of co of comedians but like it means a lot you know because it's like man it's, it's you know it's just such a tough business and there's so much rejection it's funny to me man if i'm being completely honest with you it's funny to me that somebody that i know is and when i say next level funny guys like obviously these there's burr and those guys but he was like the next group below i'm telling you go see it thanks man but it's it's crazy to me where does your lack of self-confidence come from because from the outside looking in yeah you're a dude who shouldn't lack confidence all the way going all the way back to when i first met you yeah but you've always had a little where do you think that comes from man yeah i think just probably just um, do you feel that? Yeah, I do feel it sometimes. I, I feel it a little bit less these days. Like the other day I had a moment where I didn't feel it and I could notice that. So I, like I noticed that I didn't feel, you know, less than, or like I didn't feel uncapable, you know? Um, is it more on stage or off stage for you? I think it's more, I think it bleeds on the on stage, but most of it's off stage. I think some of it came from starting out in reality TV and thinking that, and just having such a, cause like, you know, I, I, I did uh, Road Rules when I was 19, which yeah. is an MTV show. It used to be super popular. And, and this is a time when there was no, there was only 40 channels on television. You know, it was like. Oh, and MTV I, was huge. Yeah. I mean, we got, I remember one week we got like 14 million viewers, yeah. right? Which is bizarre. Like, that's Walking Dead shit. Yeah, that's Walking Dead numbers yeah. today. So I think, but then I quit that. I did that for five years and then I just quit. I just wasn't, you know, it kind of evolved. College kind of ended. And then I got in a stand-up totally separately. But I feel like this industry is always kind of, even though they say it, people in L.A. are so, like, welcoming and, like, unjudgmental. Like, I feel like there was always this holdup, you yeah. know, of, like, we're not going to give this kid a fair look, you know. And then just recently I started realizing that um, – that I'm getting that that's not the case anymore, that people are giving me more of a fair look. But I think a lot of my lack of self-confidence came from, and it was even anger at first that people weren't going to give me a fair look Yeah, because I don't think I would really hold that against someone uh, or just different things that happen in their life, especially like things that happen in people's childhood, you know, whether it was a TV show or whether they got abducted by aliens. Dude, it was you know? a gig, by the yeah. way, abducted by aliens. Yeah. If you hold that against somebody, yeah, you're an true. asshole. <laughs> yeah. <And> people do. <laughs> You're an I know a guy who got abducted, dude. I actually know. Do a you dude. believe in? Do you believe in aliens, bro? I'm gonna, I'm gonna rank. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw five things at you. Okay. You rank what you feel like the most probable that they really exist. Okay. Aliens. Mm-hmm. Ghosts. Mm-hmm. Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Loch Ness. Mm-hmm. And we got it. I mean, the other one, we, the other one we got to throw in there is the Yeti, right? Isn't that the other one? Yeah, I'll, I'll go with the Yeti. Uh, I think ghosts for sure. Like they used to have a lot of ghosts. Well, where you're from. Yeah, they busted a man in our town actually trying to be a ghost, dude, at the Ramada. <laughs> uh, what the yeah. fuck? What do you mean? This dude, uh, Mr. Sweeney, actually, this dude cut his wiener off at a barbecue one time on LSD. And that's a true story. And this is down there in Natchez, Mississippi. Wait, and I dude, probably shouldn't be saying it, but I'm saying it. Wait a second. Nobody tried to stop him? I mean, that's just not like one queen. I mean, if somebody has their dick out in a knife, I don't think you go near him, you know? That's probably true. Not at first. But did you think he put it on like a cutting board? Do you think he just did it out like by the grill? Or what do you think he did? I know that he was operating the barbecue at the time. And I know that he was on LSD. And I know that he cut his wiener off, right? And this is a true story. He threw it on the grill? <sighs> I hope not. They put it back on, you know? <laughs> Maybe to darken it up, you know? <laughs> he wanted to just to give it a once over? <laughs> 
uh, could you uh, wrap it in bacon, please? I ordered bacon with this, sir. So he, um, he bounced back from that, right? And this is a few years later. You never bounced. I mean, he, he got passed. Okay, there you go. There I you think go, yeah. people accepted it, and it yeah. was just kind of, you know, crazy day at the, you know, at the grill. And, um, but then he got obsessed with ghosts, ghosting, you know, doing. Ghost you, stuff. Yeah, people that don't exist and spirits. And so they had this ramada in our town where, um, and this is back when, and every, Ramadas are known for murder now. When I was young, it was more of a... What do you mean the Ramada's known for murder? I mean, there used to be a Tumblr, actually, that it was like every murder.com Like, every Ramada's oh, had a murder shit. at it. Yeah. Shit. So, and they had a couple Ramadas in there that didn't have murders, and then people got murdered at those Ramadas. <laughs> so, it was like, finally full circle, dude. This is when Tumblr's were a little more popular. I don't know if they still have it. I'm going to check the Ramada Yelp reviews. Yeah, dude. Oh. It gets really heady. Third floor is always closed down for murder, dude. At a Ramada? Oh my God. Always, bro. <laughs> always, that dude. That is crazy. It's like, is that a mint Third floor on my is pillow? the pillow? <laughs> like, oh, uh, no, that's a gram, bro. That's a gram of dope. You know, it's a couple of hot grams. Yeah, turn down. Um, yeah, turn down for what, yeah. dude? <laughs> yeah. Let's fucking put on some 50 cent and smoke a gram up here, you know? And there's always some light prostitution and stuff like that. Like, Ramadas have changed. When I was young, they had Tower Johnson and Ramadas. Holiday Inns were beautiful, you know. Now, well, Howard Johnson, things- when, when I was growing up, Howard Johnson was fancy. Yeah. Oh, the orange roof? Dude? Oh, come on, dude. They had a nice restaurant. Attached to yeah. the. Oh, who was getting a restaurant <laughs> attached to? Come on. Now, listen, it, it didn't take me, it took me a little bit because I was older to realize when you open the door to your hotel room, you don't want to be outside. Right. You want, you want to still right. be inside. You want to still be inside. That's the goal. You want yeah. to, whatever you get, doesn't matter how much you pay, but when you open that door, you want to be, you want to be inside. Yeah, you still. want to be, already be inside somewhere. You want to be going double inside. Yeah, you want to go inside, inside, <laughs> outside. Maybe even through a lobby, another inside, yeah, then outside. Yeah. yeah, you don't want all outside. All outside, unless you're on the beach, all outside is not. Yeah, all outside's homeless. <laughs> yeah. So you, want... you don't want to go inside, right outside. Yeah. You want to go inside, inside. Kind of inside, outside. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So you can really count how you're doing really on the level of inside. Yeah, yeah. If you go like inside, <laughs> inside, and then you need to get another door to go to a lobby, then you're inside, and then another inside, oh, mm. you're in a fancy fucking place. Yeah, dude. You're, uh, you actually, at that point, you might be... In somebody's house? Kidnapped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might be being held hostage. <laughs> but dude, straight inside, outside. Yeah. That's a bad... That's wild, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's a bad. If when you open the door, somebody can't see the television because of the sunlight. <laughs> yeah. By the way, if when you open the door and you take one step and you can jump into the pool, that's yeah, not yeah, good. That's, true. that's a fucking nuts. Your daddy's going to jump from the <laughs> living room yeah. into the deep end, y'all. <laughs> so put the swan floating <laughs> in the deep end. <laughs> y'all yeah. back up. Yeah. Y'all back dude. up, dude. Why is it that any time when somebody's doing something ignorant in the South, people are always like, y'all back up, you know? And everyone takes half a step yeah. backwards. <laughs> I want to I wanna be close yeah, to I don't want to be too far back. Yeah. But I, find I don't want to miss it. They're the, the South, like what I've found, and I think it's great, like the stories you have yeah. about growing up in the South are not unique to, they're unique to you, but right. there's stories like that all over the all South. All over. All over the South. The stories that Beth's friends tell me about growing I'm just like blown away just by more of the, 
I'll tell you what I really uh, admire about it is that it's not that the the people in the South raising the kids didn't care about their kids. They just let them go out and be kids with yeah. a bunch with a group of other kids. Right. There wasn't that. Look, the reason that there wasn't so, that they're going to learn everything from me. Yeah. And there wasn't also that fear based. Ra- you weren't raised. You weren't raised in fear that if you left the house, you were going to die. Yeah. You leave the house by yourself. Some bad shit's going to happen. Jacob, when he was 10, maybe 11, we lived here. And, you know, Studio City has a park that's a mile and a half away. Yeah. In Studio City. Yeah. Does it get wider than Studio City? Yeah. It's the whitest place in America. Oh, my God. It's so white. So uh, I was, he was like, yeah, me, and I'm not going to say the kid's name, want to go to the park. I said, that's cool. I said, and they both, the kid had his bike here. And um, he said, you should call my mom. Just to make sure it's okay for us to bike there. And I was like, okay. I, and I call her. I go, just so you know, the kids are going to bike to the park. And she said, are you going with them? I go, no, I'm not going to the park. Yeah. They're almost 12. Yeah. And she was like, well, they can't be at the park by themselves. I'm like, Who, why not? And she was like, what's going to happen to them? What, what if somebody kidnaps them? I'm like, in Studio City? Yeah. Well, Who, a producer? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're going to kidnap them, take them. What are they going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? Give take them, them some hot work? yoga? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, are they doing? what are they doing? I mean, come on. But she yeah. would not. She was like, no. Wow. And she was like, listen, I'll pick them up and drive them over. I'm like, I don't want you driving my son over. The yeah. point is, I want him on his bike doing some shit on his own. Yeah. So he gets a little bit of confidence. Do you know what I mean? And a little independence. Yeah. I mean, you didn't. When you left the house at 10 or 11, didn't yeah. you just leave the house? Oh, yeah, man. I remember once we had a bike about like 7, we could go ride, you know, within like four blocks. It was like an area that we kind of couldn't go, but we really could. And you, you had know? your little group of friends, right? Yeah, we had like two or three people, and you just kind of ride around and just go ride through the ditches. And, you know, you had to be careful for cars. That was the scariest thing was the cars. No, Did you grow up near a swamp at all in Baton Rouge? Not too far. I grew up probably... We had some like rivers more and stuff by us that would get a little swampy in some areas, but you know maybe six miles from a, like a good swamp. I always found it because Beth and her family they yeah, were like we that's swam more swamp country. Yeah, there. and she was like we swam in ponds that we knew had alligators in them. I'm mm. like, what do you mean? Yeah, she was like it was just we knew the alligators were there, but they never bothered us. I'm like, that's not something that would have happened near Boston. Yeah, go get in the lake with the alligator. <laughs> Fuck you. That would have been a mafia thing in Boston. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's going swimming, but it was like a non-issue yeah. for her. Yeah. But for you guys too, like a non-issue. Yeah. Well, I mean, mostly alligators eat at night, you right. know, or like around sunset. So, you know, you could be out in, in waters and stuff like that. Ditch ditch swimming was big when I was young. When it would rain a lot, the ditches would fill up, and people would just swim in the ditch. You had, you know, as a child, you had a suddenly you had a three and a half foot pool right there. You know, that was four foot across. And then when those would go down, I remember all these scallions would grow. I think that's what they're called, scallions? What are those? They're like onions? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, ditch onions. So people would pop all of those out of the ditch. Did people eat the ditch onions? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what else I found in the cell? They were a little spicy, but they were good. Well, you know, because I'm not sure how organic that was. Pretty organic, I feel like. I mean, we were pissing in there. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, man. That's about as close to your organ as you can get. (laughs) Dude, I also, what I love about the South is that, like, and through Beth's family, you know, what is eaten and not eaten yeah like what is eaten a lot of time with some of the folks like on the pig or the cow is every fucking thing yeah every but you're eating ditch onions my yeah, mom we, wouldn't let me eat blackberries from the side of the road wow she's like what 
They a lot of people would need them around us because there was just racial discrimination. Really, <laughs> they were like, the they're white, not for us. They're not for us. They're for the yeah, yeah, the white for berries. Black people. When we get the white berries, yeah, uh, we'll get our own. Oh, berries, we gonna honey. get the white berries. Yeah, um, but uh, but no, that's in, in jest. But yeah, man, I remember. Dude, they had a couple of brothers by me used to grill up dove all the time eating dove, you know. Just grill up some dove. What about yeah. you ever had squirrel? Have I ever had squirrel? No. Raccoon? I've had squirrel before. No, I haven't had raccoon. I've had guinea pig. I mean, I used to sell hamsters and guinea pigs. I know that you know that and I've had uh and Wait. I've had dove. Eventually I sat and ate ate a little bit of dove with How these was brothers. It? My brother in law will eat some dove. Yeah. Uh I wouldn't I'd have it. You wouldn't order it uh, like if it was that I wouldn't he- feed it to a lady. You know? All right. But if there was at Hugo's Tacos, you wouldn't be like, let me get three Dove Tacos? No. <laughs> no I might get one Dove Taco. One just to kind of mix it in? Yeah. One Dove, one pork. Yeah. I had squirrel because I was like, I'm going to try it. And the guy was like, it tastes like rabbit. Yeah. And I don't mind rabbit. Right? It's a little gamey. Mm-hmm. But but uh, I'm going to tell you something right now. It does not taste like rabbit. Yeah. No. It, it tastes like, like a rabbit on meth mm. is what it tastes like. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, it. it's a real... Tough chew. Is it? Oh, my God. You Have you seen a squirrel, right? Yeah. There's not a whole lot of meat Mm-mm. on the squirrel. And it's mostly muscle, except the ones that live in my front yard are yeah. fat. As f- there was a... Uh, it's like owls. Not a lot of meat on owls. I had family that had two owls for Thanksgiving last year. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. Swear, and they had... Wait. Well, how do you... They hunt an owl at night? Because during the day, they're ghosts. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't honestly know how they... One of them I know that they had as a pet for a long time. And then another one... Owls are violent. First of all... Yeah, dude! Who has a pet owl? Yeah, I'm sick of people giving owls all this fictional credit because they saw it on cartoons where they're magical and they're reading and shit and they're at the library, dude. Owls are violent, bro. Owls will kill a lot of small animals. Wigs, dude. Go read online how many wigs have been stolen by owls, dude. Get out of here. Yeah. Owls are extremely violent animals. I'll and, tell you something. There's I, not a lot of meat on them, though. They look meaty, but they're not. They're just fluffy. Yeah, it's an illusion, dude. Uh, but that's why they're so good with Harry Potter. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. I, I smoke too much weed <laughs> yeah. to have an animal that can turn its head all the way around. Yeah. If I walked in and, and I had an animal that could turn all its head all the way around, I was high, and it did that to me, I'd be like, fuck you. You are gone. Dude, we had a rabbit that I rescued, right? We found a rabbit that we had it was limping. It had, one of its legs was broken. So I was like, fuck, man. I can't just. I'm an asshole. Maybe it was trying to make a lucky rabbit's foot. Do you ever think about that? Well, dude, so we save it. And I'll go through this quickly because I'm sure some people have heard this. We save it. Ke- uh, Beth named it Kevin Bacon because its foot was loose. Mm-hmm. Oh, was funny, that's right? awesome. But we ended up cutting off. They had to amputate the leg. But I did ask the vet. I'm like, can I, can I have the foot? Yeah. And she was like, why? I'm like, well, I heard those are lucky. And she said, well, not, not for him, apparently. Damn. And I was like, yeah. I go, but can I have it? And she said something to me, dude. That I bet you she's never had to say before. But it made complete sense. Yeah. We're not in the habit of giving away dead animal limbs. And I was like, yeah, that makes complete sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably not something that you want to just start giving away cut off animal limbs, right? People don't need, yeah, I guess if people don't need it. Well, who would need it? I mean, I think in other times, you know, you go sure. back 50 years, sure. you're going to get that. Sure. But then she told me, she said to order it online. And I was like, yeah, but those aren't real. And she said, no, those are real. Did you know the ones that were in 7-Eleven when those we were growing up? Real. Oh, wow. Can I you imagine selling a real animal's foot? 
my brothers and I, and then when she told me that, I almost threw up, dude, because my brothers and I used to pick our teeth no. with the toenails, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, that's a real, she goes, that's a real toenail, and she said, you know, back then, they weren't cleaning them that well, and wow. I was like, oh, my fucking God. Dude, that's amazing. Real feet. It looks crazy to think you can go into a 7-Eleven and get real rabbit's feet. Not anymore. Yeah. There's no really? way. I, you, not in LA. N- not no, in California. No, fuck no, no. I bet some places you could. Where you're from. More roadside stops, regional. Wherever um, they sell Larry the Cable Guy potato chips. Yeah, definitely, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Or those comedy albums at the register. Those oh, are the those places. Those are the best. Those places kept a lot of Southern comedy in business, man. Dude, they're always attached to a Shoney's, too. Yeah. Dude, that's Shoney's. They used to have dudes blowing each other behind a Shoney's by us. Really? Yeah, drug addicts. Meet me at the Shoney's? Yeah, our men would meet up there. It was a, kind of like a... This is back before. Now, like, if you're gay, it's real. It seems really... Easy to be gay. You know, I mean, I know there's a easier. lot. Of people, easier. Yes, easier. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot easier, of people yeah. that, you know, I, you know, I don't know the struggle. You know, I mean, I may, I've thought I may have, you know, more of a late onset homosexuality when I'm probably maybe 60 or 70, you know, but I want to have a wife and children and everything first, you know. And then maybe around 60, dabble in the dick. Maybe 70. 70? At that point, I'm sure... At that point, is it even gay or is it just like, you know? Let's just see. Grandpa's that. fucking Yeah, wild, yeah. You know? Grandpa's a crazy guy. Well, dude, you have know? you ever done a threesome with two dudes and a, and a girl? No. See, that's where I, I was always, never interested in that. Yeah. Because one. It's very Roman. Yeah. And I'm assuming I know the guy. Right. So, and I don't need that. I don't need to see his face. I'm never going to be able to come looking at my buddy. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That's a tough one for me. I had friends who loved it. They were like, yeah, we high five. I'm like, mm. Yeah, I don't know if I would do that. And then I get, I mean, I think there was a couple of opportunities where I could have got involved in it, but I guess for some reason I passed. So I guess I'm thinking I wouldn't enjoy it because I chose not to get into it. Dude, uh, I do this a lot, but I, I want to know about the dude ghosting at your Armada. Oh, yeah. So this dude, Sweeney, so then they didn't have, uh, this for that elevators, you know, back when, you know, if you were handicapped, you just kind of waited at the bottom of the stairs and people would bring you up, you know, if you had nice people. And I think probably a good way to meet people really back yeah. then. But, um, but I they never thought about that. Oh, yeah. I think elevators take a lot of the interpersonal communication out of the world. Yeah. You it know? also, I mean, it, I would not be staying on the top floor anymore. Yeah. That first floor would now be hot. Hot, right? Who wants the penthouse? Give yeah. me that fucking first floor corner room. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Be nice. Yeah. So he, uh, this dude was obsessed with getting this Ramada on like the National Ghost Registry, right? For haunted places in the universe or whatever. You know, like those ghosts, like, you know, senior citizens go on buses and go around the country and right. see ghosts, you know, or look for them. So they wanted this. He, he was obsessed with getting this remote on there. And so upstairs, the rooms were directly across from each other along this long hall. The doors were directly across from each other. So he would rent the last two rooms of the hallway, uh-huh. open each door, dress up in his ghost stuff. What's his ghost stuff, do you think? Just like a white? Yeah, some whiter kind of beige sheets, maybe like a neck shawl or something. <laughs> And then uh, he would wait until people came to the top of the stairs at the other end of the hallway and they're walking down it. And he would walk from one room across the hallway into the other room because both doors are open, right? Far away from them. So they just see a ghost literally cross the hallway. Oh, right? shit. Yeah. And it was working. Like people were thinking. What year do what year you think this is? This is probably 90. So before people were like, that's fake. That was still right in. You see it, you believe it. 
Yeah. Well, right in the middle of that. Yeah. And it was a pretty good thing. It wasn't like, you know, he just had a sheet withdrawn on eyes. Like it was very far away. It was extremely quick. I could see that it was sure. And especially if you already, if your town, there's not much going on. Sure. Yeah. Let's have, let's get a ghost. And especially if somebody has said, Hey, the Ramada is haunted. Yeah. One time is all it takes. You want, start. you want that shit. So yeah. did he get caught? He didn't get caught for probably a year, year and a half. And I don't know how much he was doing it, but... I mean, the, the Ramada staff had to know, right? Because they rented him two Yeah, rooms. the Ramada was on to it, I right, think. Right, right. Well, he was in cahoots. I think part of his family owned the Ramada. Got it, got it, got it. So he had some fiscal reward probably from it, back end. Um, if you see a ghost at the end of the hallway, yeah, and you think you really see a ghost, do you walk down to the end of the hallway, or do you turn the fuck around? I think you turn around, especially I, back then. I, oh, 100%. I turn around. Yeah. I know I know some people are like, I'm going to see the ghost. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, that's a lot of people that probably are are looking to die. Yeah, people that watch TLC and shit like yeah, that, you but, know. Yeah, yeah, see for me like the shows on TV aren't real. Yeah. But like the real ghosts and I and I, so you think ghosts when we're ranking them number 1. Yeah. I think I'm with you. I think ghosts 100% are real. And I think the more you believe in them, the more uh, apt they are to know you're open. You know, I used to watch this show, Paranormal Acti- Paranormal Activity. Was that, was that the movie? But it was a paranormal show where this mm-hmm. dude would go in and the thing, and he would chase demons. Mm-hmm. And Beth doesn't what like. What kind of demons? Like, Any kind? Yeah, not like demons, like I got a bad gambling habit. Like, right. But like demons, like. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like demons that yeah, would possess yeah. people. Yeah. And he would say demons look for people who believe in it or who, who are into that world because it's easier for them to attach. Mm. So dude, now, you know, I smoke weed and walk around my neighborhood. Right? Yeah, dude, I can't drive past any furniture without thinking of you. I mean, have you ever just put a couch on the side of the road? Dude, I literally cannot see any piece of furniture on the side of the road without thinking of you these it's, days. It's the, it's the craziest thing, but I just drove by yesterday. I'm like that. Oh dude, my favorite one happened like a month ago. Where I was like, oh shit, look at all this good stuff. <laughs> and, look at all this good dude, stuff. Dude, and then as I'm walking out, I see a woman putting stuff out. I'm like, are you moving? And she goes, he is. And I was like, oh, wow. Shit. When he was gone, she had taken all of his shit mm. and started. So I posted that one. I was like, hey, dude, I don't know who you are, <laughs> but if any of this looks familiar, I'd come get it right now. Wow. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I am fascinated by people just i don't want it anymore and yeah. just putting it out on the street like who does that shit well they used to do it a lot uh people would burn it you know and they'd have ditch fires was a big thing getting all your stuff outside burning it you know like that was big and that's still big in more rural areas yeah in the city you can't do that you know there's limits to starting fires they frown outdoors. upon starting fires yeah. on the side of the house yeah but the curvature is like there's so you're out there you're in that world oh dude. i'm in I'm, on, I'm in those streets dude are you kidding and there's like a Wyatt Earp of uh, <laughs> of uh, old furniture. There kinda. is some just ridiculous like uh, I love it when people believe it out and leave a sign that says free. Oh, really? <laughs> you didn't need me to. This wasn't. Oh, I thought we were some sort of transaction. I was waiting for you to come out. I had some cash. <laughs> I was going to barter with you. Seeing as how my dog just shit on your chair. So, you know what I mean? Of course it's free. Yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. Totally get free. Yeah. Not, not a sign I needed. Yeah, I'm not putting in on this. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, really? 
What if you're just out there on a board just yelling for them to come out, like the free but you want to discuss yeah. it with them? Uh, have a couple questions. How much for this one? Yeah. There's a nick on the corner. Yeah. How much for this one? Are you gonna deliver it? What do you guys? Yeah. How, what's the really? How am I gonna protocol? get this to my place? Yeah. So, dude, the, 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 you find some of the most one dude who put his uh, table out had forgotten to empty his drawers. Mm-hmm. So I always look. Ooh, oh, that's kind of fascinating. Yeah, he had like so he had there were some old corn nut packages in there. Ooh, yeah. He had so his remote controls, where I was like, huh, might he, need these. Yeah, this dude got high and was like, I don't want this table anymore. And now he's high, looking around his whole apartment, like, where's my fucking remote? Yeah, can you even work at sea without a remote? I don't it's even the know. Ultimate, dude. When I was growing up, my dad refused to get a remote. Yeah, he was like, I don't want you getting lazy. I'm like, this is getting nothing to do with lazy. But, like, I got to get up and change the channel every time. And he was like, I really don't need a remote anyways. I'm like, why? He's like, I got you. I'm like, yeah, that's the fucking. That's true, dude. I'm your remote. That's awesome. That's like when Jacob, there was one day where, and I've tried to explain this to people all the time. If you live in California, somebody does your lawn. Yeah. It's not like a rich thing. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. It really isn't. It's just somebody does your lawn. It's how it always is. It's like, they're like, you don't pay that much. It's like a Walmart of lawn people. Right. They do a shit ton of lawns a day and they don't charge you anything. Right. But there was one week our guy couldn't come. And uh, I tell Jacob, I go, hey, man, you got to rake up some leaves. Yo, he was just like, what? And he goes, don't we, um, don't we, don't we like have uh, people? And I was like, well, you mean people, man. And I could see him struggling with it. Yeah. And he was like, well, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the Mexican guy. And I go, dude, you're my Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. Get out and rake the leaves. Like, that used to be the thing, dude. I raked. Didn't you mow lawns? Oh, yeah, dude. I remember. How'd you make money growing up? Well, I used to sell hamsters for one of my first jobs. I used to clean out wishing wells. I got a job cleaning out wishing wells one time. Wait, what do they do with that money? Well, they had a man in our town who tricked me, and my friend said it was his wells, right? He had two wells. They had two wells in our town, dry wells. Uh-huh. Just big holes in the ground, but, you know, kind of the stonework in the circle kind of deal. Uh, and people would wish and throw money in there. But there's a lot more stuff. Like in Goonies. Yeah, just like that kind of, but without like a universe of treasure down there. <laughs> without you know? the good stuff. Right? Yeah, without people walking through or some, you know, a chance to look at some chick's yeah. tits down there, you know? <laughs> So we would go down, me and my buddy, and he had some learning deficiencies anyway, but he was like the closest person to me, so we were friends, you know? But we would go down there, and we could keep, like, I think it was maybe 25% of whatever we pulled up, right? But most of the stuff in Wishing Wells, it's not wishes, dude. It is trash, uh, recyclables, you know, chairs. Fingers. Uh, dude, what's, here, what's crazy is a sword. We found a bloody sword one time. Oh. Um, and we played with it for like three weeks and then just fucking threw it away, dude. In hindsight, probably was a weapon, a murder yeah, it weapon. It was called evidence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, and Wait, not as much money, dude. How do you get down in the well? Ladder. How so deep you, is it? It was probably 10, 12 feet. And there would be a little water at the bottom, you uh-huh. know? Um, maybe it was eight feet. Maybe it felt like 12 feet then, you know? But to a child, things feel deeper, sure. you know? So like... Maybe eight or yeah, maybe eight or eight or nine feet. And di- and did he give you a cut of the money? Yeah, but you thought it was going to be bigger, uh-huh. you know. And I don't know if this was a time when people weren't making as many wishes. Like I don't know, you know, what the over time the when people are most likely to wish, you know, yeah. years wise, you know, like the seventies were a huge time for people. Well, how much are you pulling up out of there? 
I mean, I remember the most we pulled was probably like $18 or something. Like, it was a complete waste of time. Dude, there's nothing worse than planning some sort of crime and not getting what you thought you were going to get. Yeah. Joey Diaz and I robbed a safe once. Really? Oh, yeah. And um, we thought, honestly, forty dollars to $60,000. Easy. Wow. Easy, forty. Who's money? Okay. So this is good, dude. I like thinking about theft. I w- <laughs> I worked at at a bar in Seattle. Mm-hmm. The dude who ran it was a fucking thief. He sold a lot of coke. I'd been working for him for three months. He hadn't paid me. Um, it w- I had owned slashed run the place that was there before. Mm-hmm. So he's like, man, if you'd stay on to help us get it up and running. So when your customers come in, they see you. So we keep them, all the stuff. And I was like, cool. And he was like, and you can pick whatever bartending shift you want, and we'll pay you, you know, every every two weeks yeah. as the manager. And I was like, cool. Wow. We went three months, no money. And I'm watching these guys. They're they're stealing money from the till. Oh yeah. They're, it's and they're I'm like spending drug money on drugs. All yeah. of that. So I'm like, all right. Well, I'm getting mine. Yeah. We've gone three months. And I've run this place as clean as I possibly can you with, y- it. with you motherfuckers. So I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to take my money plus I'm going to get a little extra. Yeah. So it was Yankees weekend, Yankees Mariners. Mm-hmm. I've worked downtown forever. That's 40 to $60,000 wow. Friday, Saturday. Nobody's going to the bank on Saturday. Nobody goes to the bank on Sunday. Right. You go on Monday. Yeah. So it's he big loop, man. Yeah. And I tell Joe, Hey, I'm out of town. They're never going to suspect me. Yeah. Here's the key to the back. Go in the back, but make it look like you broke in. Wow. Dude went in. We had another dude with us that Joey called Frankie the Lip. Oh, my God. Because he used to develop this huge pimple Mm -hmm. that he called a pimple. But I was like, if the pimple keeps coming back, that's not a pimple. Yeah. Yeah. But we kept him. We we let him keep the pimple. That's a pimple that keeps on pimping. Yeah. That's a pimple you can give to somebody else. Yeah. That's not a pimple. Yeah. Yeah. So so I said to him, I go, uh, he had Frankie the Lip with him. who was a fucking getaway dude. Mm Mm-hmm. Joey gets up. Grab. So you you were you worried when they go into this because you're just like you're out of town. I was in I was in Moscow, Idaho, doing stand up. So you're just like okay, you get off the phone with him and like all right, let's see what happens. He I, we went through the whole thing right, and um, he gets the safe. It's heavy. He calls me from the car. This motherfucker is so heavy. We're rich, Josh Wolf. We are rich. What's the combination? I'm like, uh. I don't really know the combination. He's like, what? And he's like, <laughs> I go, well, I think I know it. And I kept giving it to him. I must have given it to him wrong because I thought I knew it and he couldn't open it. And so it took him a little while to open it. And he called me maybe two hours later. You're not getting shit. I go, why? He goes, it's $28 no! in, quarter, in quarters. No. It's like a wishing well. Dude, the crooks didn't trust each other. Oh. They had two owners. They were both stealing. So one of the owners got in. 20 minutes before Joe and cleared out the safe oh. and cleared out like forty five, fifty thousand dollars $50,000. But like we had planned, you know, we were, we, we were already, when he called me, he was like, Oh, there's so much money in here. Josh Wolf. Oh my God. Oh, we're going to be rich. And like, he was so fucking mad. He's like me and the lip are splitting this fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> do you think he told you the truth about how much was in there? Or do you think he took it? I do think he told me the truth because I saw how he lived afterwards. Right. And 
Um, and I'm not discrediting Joey. I'm just saying at that time, you know, who knows what was going well, on. Well, I always you know? considered Joey to be a moral criminal. Yeah. Okay, so what I mean by that yeah, is... Yeah, 100%. He's stolen a $20 bill off the table from me at my house. Yeah. But then he took me out to lunch with it. Right. And he was like, I got it this time. I'm like, no, really. He's like, uh, I kind of got it. But he was like, you know. Look, I, it's your money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, whatever. Okay. But, but uh, yeah, man, when you think you're getting a heist of all heists, mm. you come like with $28 and quarters. Yeah. That's a motherfucker. When you go down in the well and you're like, I'm finding gold. Yeah. This is where... You, Pirate oh, Jean Lafitte buried his, buried his treasure. I was a kid. We thought there were anything that's jewels. We thought jewels, dude. We've never even seen jewels, dude. I've still never seen any jewels. It, but, but the lure of jewels when you're oh, 12? Yeah. Jewels. Now, we had this kid named Small Allen, too, that was over there that would fucking go do shit with this. Small Allen? Yeah, dude. This dude was, he wasn't, a, he was like a, I don't know if he was a midget, dude. He was like a midget with like giganticism, you know. Like he he's was the like, biggest of the small people. Yeah, and he looked. Was he all thighs in? Because little just, people can get all thighs and elbows sometimes. He was just about sixty percent of a regular person. <laughs> you know, and they call him Small Allen. But his dad actually was like kind of Slavic or something, and he used to have his dad would get. And this is like. I know for some people this might sound a little pedophile and stuff like that, but I, this wasn't like that. This is back, not everybody who just pulled their junk out around children was pedophiles. You know, I used to have an uncle that would run th through the living room uh, naked on Christmas Eve, and it wasn't Christmas Eve until he did that. You know, like it wasn't. Wait, what was he wearing? Did he start, have a Santa dude. hat on? Naked? No, I don't fucking know, dude. He had drug issues, and he used to <laughs> masturbate in his sleep. But, uh, but it wasn't Christmas until that happened. And we weren't like, oh, what a, you know, we're just like, he's fucked up, dude. Santa's coming. Thank God. You yeah. Know? Praise he Christ. Was, it was like Groundhog Day. Yeah. It was just, yeah, this yeah. is how, this yeah. is part of the festivities. Yeah. His well, dick, his dick said there's going to be another two days before Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Small Allen had a little brother. I don't remember, I don't remember his brother's name. And uh, the dad used to be in like, uh, I don't want to say vaudeville, but something like that, but in like Romania or something. Mm -hmm. They were from... They were like uh, gypsies, you know, their mm -hmm. family was gypsies. Well, his brother, dad, would the, the kid would grab onto like, the dad would have his pants down, the kid could grab onto the top of his penis and balls and fully lift his leg. Small up. Allen could? No, his brother, his little brother, dude. I don't even, even Little or Gerald, I don't even know what his brother's <laughs> name was, I don't remember, you know, but Small Allen's brother would grab onto the nuts and hang from his dad's penis and nuts, dude. And the dad was totally okay, bro. Boy, that's like some fucking Slavic Cirque du Soleil yes, shit. Yes, very, very old school. Very Russian, you know, very um, that, know, that's what the, 18th century kind of shit. You know, at one point in his family, someone was on a high wire with one of those big yeah. sticks. And they're like, bring out Small Allen. And Small Allen ha would hang by his nuts and they would walk across the... Yeah, yeah, do you yeah. know, like, that was like... That's oh, what their family is known for, yeah. is that is the nut hangers. Yeah. If they're, the kid falls off, you die, yeah. you know? like, Dude, I gotta But it was fascinating. And we didn't think the dad was... Because the dad wasn't trying to be a pervert, it didn't seem like. Just the vibe There's nothing sexual about, a, about anybody hanging onto your nuts... And just swinging by them. There's right. nothing sexual about that at all. That's a good point. That's that, true. That's, that's some circus shit. Like, that's some shit where you're like, 
Yeah, look, if they if I was in Vegas and that was at a Cirque du Soleil show, I'd be yeah. like, yeah, that's fucking really good. How did you learn? Like, how do you learn? Whenever I hear shit like that, though, Theo, my first question is, how do you learn that's a talent? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, how do you be? How, uh, what's the first person you'd say, you know what? Why don't you try hanging on my nuts? Yeah. That's my that's always my question when people have talents like that. That's a good point. I, I think it's I always think like it starts smaller. You know what I mean? Like, like he like cl- clamped something to his nuts and it kind of right. hung down like, like a ke- neat, yeah, like a kettlebell, like yeah, he like, tied a dick around a kettlebell. Yeah, like a couple of yeah, like a like maybe he had those sausages that are hooked by like the you know the middle part. And he's hung a couple of those. Yeah, yeah, first, yeah, yeah. Just know? to see, and he just to kind of test it out a little bit, and he yeah. was like, "Well, this isn't that bad." And he's like, "I'll move up and I'll take a coffee cup that has like a little like a handle on it." Yeah, and, and then he'll just add through. some sand every yeah, now and then. Yeah, be, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I got a full coffee cup of sand. All right, what's yeah. next, small child? Yeah. Bring out Alan. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those are the days, man. Dude, yeah, do it was you, just different, man. Do you keep in touch with your old friends from home? Um, yeah, some. I actually just saw a kid last week, and I think he has uh, Asperger's. I didn't realize when we were children because. Everybody's having a good time, so some dude was just yelling shit out yeah. all the time and partying. It was like kind of cool, but uh, what well, did he yell shit out? Oh, he came to my comedy show, right? A friend of mine, and I hadn't seen him in twenty years. Funny guy, really, really funny, nice dude. But literally every two minutes at the show, he had to kind of yell something out, like he was. And it wasn't even that he was part of the show. It, it, it ended up, I ended up realizing he had an issue. He had something wrong with, but right. I just, and thinking back on, he always drove me, he drove everybody a little bit nuts when we were young, but he was handsome guy and he was cool and he was athletic. He was just a regular dude, but he also drove everybody nuts. And I realized, wow, this guy has some, you know, a hit of the tism or something in him. That's a really hint of the tism. making him, making the squirrels run inside of his skin, you know? <laughs> But uh, but it was still good to see him. But I don't know if I'd invite him back to my comedy show again. We, he, he he was a little vocal. Yeah, that's it. You know, just yelling. It's like well, I, I always and it hurts. It hurts you as an entertainer because you're on a you're 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 playing your song. Yeah. Sometimes. Do you like it when the crowd talks to you? I don't mind it if I don't mind it too much. But if it gets out of hand or if they're being really negative, I don't like it. Cause I won't be negative with them. I used to be like, "Oh fuck this," you know, or whatever. Right. I don't do that anymore. I try to show them respect. I hope they do the same. You know, it depends on what night you catch me. Yeah, that's a good point. Some nights Your I don't mood even can depend on a lot. Some nights because people forget. I'm not only am I doing my job, but I'm also a person. Yeah. So some nights I don't want to deal with you talking, and and now I. I don't go in on you. At first, I'll, if, if it's a night like that for me, I'll say something like, hey, listen, guys, a lot of people here, everyone paid. You're, you're, just so you know, no one paid to hear you talk. Yeah. So uh, I'm tonight, th- tonight's just not the night. I pre- appreciate it if you just quiet it down. Yeah. Because if you don't, it's just not going to end well. Yeah. For you especially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's going to end pretty well for me. <laughs> not so well for you. <laughs> And so, but some nights I like playing with people. You know what? I Here's what I don't like. If you're in the first couple rows mm-hmm. and you have your phone out, we got a problem. Wow. We got a problem because it's where I work. Right. And to sit up front where I can see you not paying attention to me, to me is just, compl- I've, I, listen, we, I know it doesn't seem like it sometimes, but we work hard on our jokes and on our craft. Yeah. So if you sit down in front of me, it's like turning your back to me. Yeah. Can't, can't. 
can't do it. Yeah, that's true. That would hurt some, man. Um, and I and I see it sometimes. I don't mind if somebody gets up and leaves and goes. And Either do I. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. But to sit there and that light's glowing and oh. you're just you're you're just doing one of your you know favorite bits or something, and they're just sitting there, don't even give a fuck. not one fuck about what you're it saying hurts. and it they even a little That's they laugh like. at a text that they get yeah. instead of your joke they're like yeah. <laughs> i'm like no fuck, fuck no are you talking about i brought these jokes from you know i flew these jokes 1600 miles yeah didn't not for you to fucking turn on your phone dude you didn't tell me uh what were you gonna tell me though you were gonna tell me something about last comic standing oh so i cheated yeah so theo and i were the last two last comics downloaded, right? So yes. they, they had a competition. They had like a head-to-head, almost like a Final Four, if you will, NCAA, right? Mm-hmm. They had 40 people that were going to be, uh, potentially could be on last comic standing. And so you face-to-face with each other. And Theo and I ended up being, you know, face-to-face. On the internet. And this one, the internet was just still kind of Just popping. beginning. Yeah. Just MySpace. Beginning. This is MySpace time. Oh, yeah. So I had a friend of mine who worked in computers. And he goes, hey, man, do you want to win? And I said, yeah. And he goes, I can set up a program that just gives you a vote like every minute. And I'm like, really? For all of them? He goes, yeah, for every single competition you do. He goes, I'm pretty sure you'll win. We got to the finals, dude. Yeah. But my man couldn't, I still couldn't beat you even though I was cheating. That's crazy, man. I mean, even though I was, I, I wondered if I would ever tell that story, but nobody gives a shit. No. Nobody, nobody gives cares. a shit. And you know, I, you know the one thing I hated about that show, mm. even though I liked doing it at the time. And by the way, it was the first time I'd ever seen Josh Blue. That blew, he blew me away. Yeah, because I'd never heard anyone be like, "Do that." But I, I remember calling him a prop comic. Yeah, and, and the audience was like, because I followed him, mm. and I was trying to. I find the best way to follow somebody like that is to just poke fun. Yeah. Like if we were on stage and I was going to follow, you ever follow Joey Diaz at the comedy store? Yeah. He's a 15 minutes of him on fire yeah. is like. It's like, a, it's like literally a fire being in the room. Yeah. It's, it's relentless when yeah. he hits it. And especially for 15 minutes. It's relentless. It's, oh my God. And you're just back there going, holy fuck. So I would follow him by telling a story that kind of make fun of him. Mm-hmm. But that's the way to do it. Right. So I followed Josh, and I remember I roomed with him, and I remember him saying, whoever has to follow me is in trouble. Wow. Five minutes of me is in trouble. Because five minutes of him was really two and a half minutes with the fucking ovations and the... Yeah, and that's the first, like, or the, some of the early times when they had people that had disabilities and yes. handicaps on television. Yes. Like, you know, uh, uh, America's Got Talent hadn't come out and, like, milked to that thing. Like, yeah. Now they're throwing, like, three-headed people up there. <laughs> you know. And it's like... They're telling three different jokes at once. Yeah, somebody has no parents. Like, this this boy has no parents. Dude. Never did. This boy appeared, you know? We found him in a tree. Yeah, we found him in a tree, man. His dad's a, his dad is a... Uh, is a squirrel. His dad's a squirrel and his mother is a bougainvillea. <laughs> You know, and it's just like, this is all shit. He's got three heads, yeah. seven fingers. Yeah. And Two they're all sing. coming out of his belly button. Yeah. yeah. Two of his heads saying one of them has a gambling problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Any reality show now, yeah. like if you don't have a sob story, you're like, the only one I watch, and I'll watch it with Beth, is I'll watch The Voice. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when somebody with a good voice comes on, but their story is just, they're 21 and they have a great family and their story is just, I just want it really bad. I'm like, she's got no shot. Yeah. Like nobody, I just want it real bad girl is not beating Mm -hmm. 
you know, my dad is a squirrel yeah. and, and my mom has seven fingers in her belly button. Everyone's yeah. like, oh, I'm fucking. Yeah. I got to vote for the belly you button. You better not girl. know how to read. Yes. Yeah. You better have some like there better be something naughty, really bad. Yeah. That comes out where people are like, well, we got to vote. For this, this he so, eats hamsters. So, so you brought me here to apologize today, then, right? I brought you here to apologize and to tell. Well, I don't got to apologize. You won, <laughs> motherfucker. I'm joking, I'm I mean, <laughs> I'm joking, bro. I'm joking. You won. That's dude. The I was just happy to be in the contest. You know, I was happy to even be in the contest. I was happy to be uh, have your my name next to your name uh, in any association. I was just excited to dude, be there. And then we went to Lake Charles. And we put on a show we had no business putting on in like a 10,000 seat arena. Oh, arena. And I think we sold maybe 150 tickets. I remember because my, my, my wife had no idea how it really worked. Right. She was like, well, you guys were on TV, so we'll rent out the arena. And um, we were like, I was like, okay. I said, are you sure we're going to be able to fill that? And she was like, you were just on TV. Everybody watches Last Comic Standing and nothing comes to Lake Charles. Everybody's going to want to come to meet the guys on TV. And I yeah. was like, okay. And she was like, make sure you get Theo. And then we had fucking Flip. Yeah. Tiny hand Flip. Yeah, we thought Flip was homosexual at the time. Yeah, but he's not. He's not. He's married now and he it, might have late onset homosexuality like I do. Yeah, he has those tiny little hands too. Yeah. But he has very small hands. Yes. That and was, that can lead you to believe that sometimes. Yeah. If somebody sets a small hand in your hand. And genteel. Yeah. Not a hand, not a heavy shake. Lace. Yeah. lace. So man. smooth. I just wanted to rub one of his hands in between mine all the time. Oh, it's almost like he bought his hands at an antique shop. <laughs> yeah. Dude, so nice, right? The antique hands. But I remember we did that radio spot. If we hadn't done that radio spot, there would have been eight people at that show. Yeah. It was a giant place. Was it? I barely I remember. Dude. But I don't remember that well. It's where Larry the Cable Guy played. Wow. Two weeks before. It was in a, it's their downtown. It's massive. Maybe 5,000. Really? Dude, we sold like 120 tickets. And then we went out to try to sell merch afterwards. And people were just not having that shit wow. at all. That was the craziest. That's when I realized I don't think I know that much about what's happening in stand-up. Right. Because that was before I was touring with Cable Guy. Right. And so I didn't really even realize. Wow. You got what, to tour with him? That's amazing. Oh, dude. it was the, He's the nicest. Yeah, yeah, I've always heard nice things about him. 379 punchlines in his set. Damn. We counted them one night. 379. It's, it's like when people... When I hear young comics make fun of Cable Guy or Foxworthy, I'm like, you don't get it. Yeah. You don't get it. First of all, you wish your career is a quarter of the success. Yeah. A quarter of the success. But Foxworthy has the two highest grossing comedy albums of all time. Yeah. Say what you want. You may not think he's funny. That dude is a great comic. Oh, 100%. And I wonder why they haven't, like, why hasn't the the comedy world embraced or Hollywood embraced more like Southern or kind of rural comedians. They haven't done it in a long time because they're it's been 25 years portrayed as dumber. You know, look, I don't care what you say, whether somebody's humor is dumb or not stand. If you're a good stand up, you're not dumb. Yeah. Comedy. Agreed. If you're a good stand up comedian, you're not stupid. Yeah. There's just no way writing a joke is not something a stupid person does well. Yeah. It's a difficult thing. And then to master it, now, they may not talk the same way, and Cable Guy, a lot of that is an act, everybody. Right. But to roll out 379 punchlines 
And there for a while, dude, when I toured with him, I toured with him for four years. And he had a new hour and a half three times over those four years. Wow. You know, I say which and I worked with Foxworthy on fifth grader. Wow. I wrote jokes for him. But the only reason I took that job, dude, and I told my agent, I go, tell Jeff I'll take the job if he gives me a half an hour a day to pick his brain about stand up. Mm. Dude, it was fascinating. You know, he used to get up at four in the morning when he was starting, go into his garage and call radio stations all around the country. And that's how he got You Might Be a Redneck stuff. And he just built up his name back when radio really did. Right. But he would do it from four to eight every morning, sit in his garage. And he would tell me, calling radio stations all around the country, all during drive time, you know, as they got later, he came across and he sat and smoked cigarettes and drank coffee, did it for four hours every fuck morning wow every morning dude and and like he was no fluke and his stand-up i went and watched his stand-up um a couple years ago at the ryman Mm -hmm. in nashville still awesome come on man you know what the confidence it takes to speak at his pace to not swear to never yell to never raise his voice and to still hold an audience for an hour and a half that takes how long did it take you to get comfortable with silence on stage uh, I'm just even enjoying that more now. It's silence, because silence, I equate it more now with just listening, kind of. Yeah. And silence is almost like an instrument that you're playing a little bit. When they're silent, if, they're, if you know there's a punchline coming and they don't really know or they don't know what direction it's going to go, then that's really like a... It's almost like you're walking on a tightrope, you know? Yeah. Um, but you know that you're going to... You, that's what they think, you know, that, they, you, don't, that you don't know how you're going to survive yeah but you know that you're about to cut the rope and turn it into like a uh a rope swing you know that's a great description dude because that's the thing like you you're leading them down a path but they have blinders on yeah like they can't see where you're leading them yeah and then you take off the blindfold and you're like ha yeah you're like what are. the fuck yeah, i well, never knew we were gonna be here where's your grandma yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no. <laughs> hey! dude do you now, I used to, but I don't anymore. Like, I can't get on stage high or drunk. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't even drink anymore. I quit drinking about a year ago. How's that going? It's going great, man. I love it. I love not... Did you Had you hit a bad spot? I mean, I'd had some crazy times, but I remember one time I was going to Opie and Jim Norton show, and I was um, in New York City, and this, I mean, that show had a million listeners at yeah. some of its height. And I remember going and I stayed up all night partying and I got in there and I was not in any kind of good condition. And, um, and like Daryl strawberry was in there. Right. Oh, shit. Yeah. And here I was in my he head. He can recognize that. Oh yeah, dude. And he'd been like 13 years sober. And in my head, I'd always kind of thought, you know, I'm better than Daryl strawberry, you know, like this guy can't, you know, not really. I mean, I always loved Daryl oh, strawberry, I know what you mean, yeah. but just somewhere in my head, like, Oh, Daryl strawberry. But then here he is, like 13 years sober and eloquent and successful and this and that. And it made me think, made me kind of reevaluate some things. And then also, the great comics right now, or some of the ones who are most successful, um, are sober. Yeah. Or don't party. Um, Some, you know. But then there's also guys like Rogan, you know, who have, you know, huge followings and Diaz and you who, who, who are okay with partying. They seem to manage it, you know. But um, but that's all about but being I able to manage it, well. it. Yeah, right. I feel like I, I felt I was getting to a point where I did, wasn't managing it well. Was and it affecting your work? When I showed up to that thing and I was fucked up, right? I was like, "This is affecting my work." 
because if you'd asked me a year earlier, hey, dude, will you show up at this radio station tomorrow? I'd be like, yeah, I'd be love to, dude. You know, I'll go to bed early, of course, because right. I'm going to be ready. But then here I was, not in any good condition. I mean, I've been actually, to be honest, I was high on uppers, and I've been dry. I've been actually driving a ta- I've met a taxi driver, and he had uh, met he, a taxi driver. Met a taxi driver. I you, got into a taxi. Right. And then he ended up, um, we ended up buying drugs together. He ended up buying me a prostitute. I don't like prostitutes. Wait, I mean, wait. I respect them. Wait, 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 wait. You know, it's a wait. tough job. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You're skipping so many steps, Theo. Yeah. How, how does that conversation start with the cab driver? I thought he said drugs. He said something else. He didn't speak English. He said hugs. Language. Yeah, he could have said hugs. He was like, you want a hug? And you were lugs. like, you love some cocaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You hear the tires, baby? Lugs. <laughs> I'm like, drugs? <laughs> he could have said hippopotamus. And you'd be yeah. like, you say drugs? Yeah. I'm, I'm, like, I'm on board. you say hippopot? <laughs> you know? Uh, so anyway, we got some drugs. He ended up buying a, it's the nicest guy, Luigi. I still text him sometimes. He He's, bought you a hooker, but not one for himself? Yeah. He bought me a hooker, and then we... Uh, did, did he um, say he said, hey, man, I got the drugs first. And then he said, let me get a hooker. He said, uh, no, he surprised me with the hooker. Oh, like a, a gift. Yeah. Oh, it was, he's like, I got a gift for you. We're sitting in the back of this taxi partying together. He's like, I got a gift for you. And I thought I was going to be some cock, you know, cause yeah. I grew up in like a broken home. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so I'm practicing my like, see a cock. Don't be interested. Yeah. Faces, yeah. You know? Uh huh. Oh, is that it? Oh, not tonight, you know, just eight. (laughs) But, uh, but next thing you know, this hooker gets in and, um, he sneak hooked you. Yeah. He sneak hooked me, but then I didn't want that. And the next thing you know, he ends up hooking up with the hooker. I'm driving the taxi. So literally driving a taxi in North. And they're fucking in the backseat. Uh, they weren't fucking, but there was some sexual interaction going Mm -hmm, on. mm -hmm. You know, they was really enjoying each other's time and. But yeah, man, so then I end up at the radio station with Daryl Strawberry. So like fast forward an hour and a half, I'm at the radio station with Daryl Strawberry. And that's when I was like, dude, what, you know, like everything in my life is great, but this seems to be a little bit unmanageable at times. So, and a lot of that just goes honestly back to me being like, you know, I got like a lot of just, uh, just emotional issues or, you know, fear of commitment, fear of rejection. Just a lot of fears probably from growing up, you know, that never. Did you have a m- mom and dad? Yeah, my dad was 70 when I was born. My dad was really old. And then I had my mother, but she worked really hard. So she didn't provide much emotionally for us, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, she could have been on welfare. She chose not to be on that. She chose to work instead, but then you can't be there. So... So, you know, it just, I grew up a lot of times just making choices for myself, you know, and in like a brother, sisters. Yeah. I got an older brother, two younger sisters and just scary. And it was in a scary neighborhood. So I just grew up in a lot of fear. So I think a lot of that resonated with me for a long time. But, um, but yeah, so then I quit fast forward. I quit drinking about a year ago. Are you a better comic? Yeah. I mean, I had like a number one album this year. Like we had this album, 30 pound bag of hamster bones. That was number one on the charts for almost a month. And by the way, guys, why I haven't asked him to tell the hamster story is just that. Like, just go to Netflix. Yeah. Or buy his album. Yeah, you can get the album. We got the special on Netflix. Um, but, but, but like that story will give you an example of what I was telling you about his storytelling abilities. Dude, they're like, that's not a story anybody else tells. Yeah. Yeah, those hamps, man. Slinging hamps was... And this is back when you didn't see people selling small ground game in the middle of the night. You know what? You still don't see much of it. 
Yeah, I guess that's I mean, true. I don't think anyone picked up your business. They were like, yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. Theo's not in the hamster <laughs> business anymore? Like, <laughs> well, well, well. Dude, I... Yeah, we used to sell them, man, hamsters and G-pigs, and they're beautiful. Look dude, at that sign. Know? What does that sign say? Oh, wow, found hamster. Okay. And they spelled it right. Okay, so, Theo, when we were living in Studio City with the other white people, right? Yeah. So, I hate a hamster because they're nocturnal. They don't tell you that they're going to run that wheel at night. Oh, yeah. Not... Oh, they're in the dark arts. I've always said that. Oh, and they're creepy as shit, right? Yeah, they didn't used to be as much, but they've gotten creepier. Yeah, they're a little creepier. Yeah. I, I, and I, I, as a rule, don't trust animals that walk and shit at the same time. Yeah. That's not my, like, you horses, rabbits. Horses, some Indian yeah, people, yeah. the Vietnamese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those people, anybody who walks and shits at the same time, you, we're not going to be friends. That's not, yeah. you're not in my, mm-mm, I don't yeah. like it. So... Um, we had this hamster and uh-huh. I fucking hated it. Yeah. And Jacob was, in, and I told Beth, I'm like, I'm getting rid of this fucking hamster. She was like, the kids love it. I'm like, well, don't, don't worry. So Jacob's in the backyard with his friend. He's probably four, maybe five. Mm-hmm. And he says to me, Hey, can we take the hamster out and play with him in the backyard? And I went, yep. Because you know, at four or five, your attention. Yeah. I mean, that hamster has got what? Be gone. 10 minutes. Yeah. Max. And then I don't have to live with the guilt. He let it go. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's good parenting. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You can just draw a picture of him. Hire an artist to draw a picture of him letting it go. Yeah. And just Losing put it on this wall and be like, yeah. hey, this, this is what happened. Yeah. This is what happens. Right. Life lesson plus good for me. Yeah. So hamster gets away. Oh, my God. I tell him, you know what, buddy? It's probably better. He's going to be out there with all his hamster friends. He gets to live in the wild. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot more opportunities out there for him for romance. Yeah. Well. Yeah. He's here by himself. He's looking for love. He's yeah. out there looking for love. Well, at some point in his life, he will be. They don't live long. No. So by week three, they're usually looking for sex. Right. And I was thinking when we don't live long, I was probably thinking that night. Yeah. Because there are a lot, wow. there are a lot, short of, a lot of owls in that neighborhood. Oh, yeah. Well, back to that. Yeah. Right. So two days later, we find that. Stuck to a telephone pole. No. Found hamster. Call. And they have their phone numbers up there. And two phone numbers. Two phone and, numbers. And what's the picture down at the bottom? What did somebody draw? A little hamster face. Yeah, it looks like a little hamster face. So clearly, whatever little child found this hamster drew this. Have you ever called them? Oh, we called them. They wouldn't give the hamster back. No way. <laughs> they were like, you know what? How badly do you want the hamster? I'm like, not at all. Yeah. We don't want the hamster at all. And they're like, yeah, they, you know, what's whatever the kid's name was. Kind of fella loves it. I'm like, yeah, keep the hamster. Yeah. But uh, we're keeping the sign. Wow. The sign was like, it's the best. Because it's a beautiful who would, sign. Who thinks a hamster survives a night in Studio City? Nobody. Oh, that's a great, uh, that's a great uh, animated series. Oh, uh, the hamsters. Animated of, movie. The hamsters uh, of Studio City. The hamsters of Studio Dude, you know, there are parrots that fly around Studio City. Really? Yeah, they're a parrot. They're a flock. Is it a flock? Yeah, on fleek they say a f- now. A fleek of parrots. Yeah, um, I know you got a jet. Um, tell everybody. And by the way, man. Yeah, I'd love to come back, man, because I know we got to finish some of this conversation. Yeah, and I got to tell you too. So Sweeney, he kept on the. He was doing the ghost, and it was going well. Oh yeah, yeah. And then he left his ghost costume on one time when he was driving, and they caught him driving a Dodge Ram, and they uh, and they busted him. As the ghost. Yeah. It was like a scoo- real-life Scooby-Doo. Yeah, yeah, it was like a real-life Scooby-Doo. <laughs> it, we, we would, I would have got away with it, too. <laughs> they took the fucking mask on him. He'd be like, it's old man Sweeney. <laughs> Dude. That's, that's how right. they caught him, though. He's in the Dodge Ram driving with the thing. I guess he just got so in that world, you know, living outside of himself and ghosting, that he 
started to see the world through that, and he drove home in it. I just, ghosts don't drive. You're busted. I just picture old man Sweeney in the glow-in-the-dark ghost costume that yeah. there's all, in all the Scooby-Doos, and he's driving, but the noise is like, Woo! The best part is when they come up to his window and they're like, they're like, do you know what we pulled you over for? And he still has no idea yeah. that he's in the ghost costume. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe he's still playing ghost. Right. Ooh, I'm not here. Do you know? Do, we, do yeah. you know? Yeah. Dude, I, um, I would love you to come back. Uh, guys, I can't tell you enough. And also, man, tell everybody about your podcast. I listen to your podcast. Appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah, man. Dude, you're, you're, like I said, man. It's coming along. We got two podcasts, one called Allegedly, and that's with Hollywood Types, uh, with me and Matthew Cole Weiss, and then I have one called This Past Weekend that comes out on Mondays. And I just talk about the weekend and take callers from struggling um, adults who are struggling with just all types of stuff, and then we uh, try and just talk about it. This past weekend makes me laugh, man. Thanks, man. Really makes me laugh because it's a hundred percent you. Yeah, and like your, like I've said, man. What I think will always, uh, why I know you're going to be successful is because you're a hundred percent you. Yeah, and the people who are unabashedly a hundred percent themselves. D, look! Look what happened! Look what happened with Joey. Yeah. After fifty, he hit it, but he never stopped being himself, right? Yeah. And people finally were like, "Oh, this dude yeah. is the real deal." And that's the thing, man. The reason I'm a hundred percent sure that you you are gonna be at that next level is that you're a hundred percent you on stage, man. Thanks. There's man. nobody that does anything close to it. So, guys, if you haven't heard of stand up, check it out. Um, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that, Josh. I really do, man. You always. Uh you know, you always have a nice things to say, and you, you're genuine about it, and it's it's really felt, dude. Dude, um, absolutely, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, when does this come out? I'm gonna put it out today. How about that? Oh, awesome, dude. Yeah, I'll make sure to share it. I'll be in. Uh, can I drop a? Yeah, date drop two? them all. Drop them all. I'll be in San Diego, uh, July 20th, with Sal Volcano. You know Sal. Yeah, man. At the House of Blues, um, and then I will be at the Addison Improv in Dallas, and that is uh, August 10th. Through the thirteenth, I'm really excited. Two weeks after me, everybody. Really? So I'll make sure that I, I'll I, share yours too, then, man. I'll let I'll, them know you're coming. Yeah, soon. when we're at the show, when I'm at the show, I'll make sure everybody comes. Cool. Yeah, dude. And yeah, if I'll you last year's out before. Uh, and guys, you know, comedianjoshwolf.com for tour dates. My other podcast, Prince and the Wolf. Which, when we start taking guests, I've already told Freddie about you. He wants you to come on, dude. Yeah, I'm I'd like, dude, this in. dude has stories like. He's got crazy. Oh, yeah. I've heard he's a really interesting guy. Really interesting guy. Yeah. No, uh, I'm excited for you guys, man. I love that name, too. Prince and the Wolf. So good. You couldn't have a better one. No. If, I have to admit that one of our listeners and Brendan Shaw both helped. Mm-hmm. Brendan's fucking great at that shit. Brendan's great. Yeah, he's really interesting, dude. It's, it was so much of a better businessman than I am. Yeah. That, I'm a terrible businessman. Are you? We well, got a lot going on, man. You got the, you know, you got the family, you got yeah. the wife. You're an actor. You got, you know, you got a lot of stuff to do. Do you want to have a family? Dude? You know, yeah. I do you want to have a family. Like I a fight it though. I got the little bit of the demons in me where I, you know, want to be out there spraying out and you know chasing leg and all of that and you know, um, so it's a battle, you know, because I don't want to live, you know, I, I want to try and live with a clean heart, you know. You'll get to a point, dude, where you're just tired of that. Yeah. You'll know. You'll oh, get to I can a point feel where you'll be sometimes. like. Yeah, sometimes, right? I remember getting to that point where I remember looking at a woman and being more disgusted with myself the next morning than I was with her, where I was just like, this is, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, what is is this it? Like, that's all I kept thinking. Is this it? This yeah. can't be it. 
Because it, for a while, when you're a younger dude, you're like, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to see every vagina I can possibly see. Yeah. But then you're like, they're kind of similar. Yeah. A lot of the vaginas. It's a lot of the same framework. <laughs> yeah. It's all cut out of the same artwork. Yeah. And then there's innies and there's outies. Yeah. It's kind of prefab. A lot of prefab badges. Dude, you I'm going to tell you this one thing and I'm going to let you go. When we were in Mexico once, I had brought my buddy who had never been to a strip club before. Mm-hmm. And a girl was with us. And uh, my buddy, I set him up. I go, when we walked in, I go, send back to the Boom Boom Room the grossest mm, you've got. The right. absolute grossest. Right. And the he said, chef of the group. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, the good, best looking gross or just gross? I'm like, gross. And he goes, okay. So, and then me and the girl are sitting there. And she goes, what's going to happen back there? I'm like, we're going to find out, right? And then this girl's dancing on stage. She's like half of them away. Mm-hmm. And I see the the girl squint like this. And she goes, what is that? What is that coming out of her vagina? And I was like, that's her vagina coming Dang, out of her vagina. Wow. Yeah. Oh, it was like alien. You know, how alien had the second set of teeth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It wow. was it was an Audi. It was like yeah. Homer Simpson sideways. Oh, and then yeah. and then some vaginas look like they're trying to hand you something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I never really. Yeah, and that's fine. That's fine. You just got to be ready to take a pamphlet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've always thought. I didn't know there was going to be handouts at this yeah. session. <laughs> yeah. Okay, thank you. All right, man. Thank you very much for coming by. We'll do it again. Dude, thank you, man. I love you, and uh, and uh, and thank you for just always including me in your life somehow. I'm excited to know you. Dude, absolutely, man. You're a good dude. We'll Thanks, talk Josh. to you later.